Everybody knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! How are you doing tonight, Dalton? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Well... Uh, yeah, this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Of course, before we jump into everything, we're going to be talking about war games. We're going to be talking about the Jeff Hardy news, a couple other things ready for you. Um, but before we jump into everything, just a quick reminder uh, to please like, subscribe, follow on any and all major podcast services. Uh, it helps with the algorithm. It helps getting us more, uh, you know, more eyes on us, more I should say ears on us because we're not video uh, uh, yet. At least we'll see. Who knows? Question mark. Uh, also, share us with your friends. If you think there's someone who would enjoy uh, the nonsense that happens here, send them, send them a link. Send them a link to this episode. If, if you think what we said lines up with what they thought of War Games, let them know. But, uh, and also, real quick, thank you to anybody who's following us on Twitter, because I just noticed that today we actually passed the 100 followers mark, which is like a small number, ultimately. But for only having a Twitter account for like five weeks now four yeah. weeks now i'm i'm very excited about that so uh thank you and if you aren't following us yet you can follow us at twitter.com slash nerdiest part so yeah that's really all the housekeeping that i got this past sunday which is weird to say was war games not takeover war games just war games and this is going to be a weird review because i actually did not ask you this before we started recording dalton but uh, did you ever go back and finish it? I did, cause I tapped. Okay. I tapped out at the. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we'll get the, there. The, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. So, but I just I wasn't sure if you actually went and watched the main event because I thought that main event was the best match of the night. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. It was my second favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, War Games as a whole, we'll do it. Uh, we'll we'll run through the lineup. Uh, first match of the night was the Women's War Games match, which saw Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, uh, the Gigi Dolan, JC, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose team. And this was the match I was most looking forward to, but I, to me, I think I had my expectations a little bit too high because mm-hmm. it was good. I'm, I'm not saying it was bad by any stretch, um, but it just didn't, it didn't hit like I wanted it to. And I think part of the reason, part of the reason why is, was it, it dawned on me why I didn't enjoy it as much when I was watching the men's match. And it's something that I have seen other people say as part of their criticism is that like the NXT version of war games, way, way, way too many weapons. There's just, it's, it turns into yeah. a hardcore match in the middle of the war games match. And it doesn't really like it's not necessary especially twice in the same night because i thought to myself oh literally everyone who's walking into the cage is bringing a weapon with them so maybe then the men's war games match they're going to be pretty minimal on the weapon use and comparatively they were i guess but they are still a lot um but don't what do you think of this match uh no same thing i and when talking about the difference of the war games like Man, I like a classic War Games match more at this point, I think. I think we've seen all the really cool spots we can get out of this current War Games iteration to where I'm like, I really like the concept of no weapons but this really cool-looking cage setup. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. I think everybody did a good job. Didn't you call Cora Jade getting the pin? I don't know. I don't. So I, th- I think I actually I think that I called Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai winning. I thought because I like because I saw like whenever she got the pin, I was like, I can't remember if Asa said she was going to get the pin or she was going to get pinned. Dylan, I know you're listening. Tweet at us to tell us (laughs) which one it was, because I'm like 30. Like, I'm pretty sure you said Cora Jade with the pin if the other team wins. I think you were calling um, Dakota Kai's team to be the winner. But I do Mm -hmm. think that you said if the other team wins, Cora Jade's getting the pin. Okay, yeah, and I will take that credit um, because I do think I said that Cora Jade will be pinned, or she'll be the last. She would. Oh, I remember what it was. It was when I was stupid, oh, and I thought yeah. it was an elimination match, and I thought I said that Cora Jade would be the last to be pinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought was going to happen. So I, I'll give myself a half point. Um, I okay. So what did what did you think of the dislocated shoulder Io Shirai popping it back in? Oh. No, sir. No me gusta. No me gusta. I don't like shoulder injuries. Um, mm-hmm. And the thought of it, it's the same thing with like Alexa Bliss in the elbow. I can't. Oh, because she's, she's the double jointed thing? I can't. Um, that's. <laughs> a f- I will say that that's one of my favorite memories of watching wrestling at the store is in that. Was it Sasha that she was wrestling and she had that submission on and she comes up holding her arm and it's that double. It's bent way too far. Yeah. And everybody was just like, oh my god! Like we were losing our minds because yeah. it, it looked so gnarly. Yeah, and like that's a legitimate fear that I have of popping a shoulder out of place. Um, and not gonna lie, saw it on Sunday or the day before um, at a show, and not a big fan of it then either. Um, but I'm pretty sure that one happened for real because he got taken to the back and it was a shoulder. Uh, yeah. Not not a big fan of that. Uh, that person seemed to be fine too, which was good. Um, but yeah, no, as I, cause I saw it, like, I saw the, like what happened and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then it like the, and I was like, well, I hope that that all works for him. I hope that's a double jointed bit because if not, that sucks. Well, I mean, it, they didn't do anything like it. You couldn't see it actually be popped out or anything like yeah. that. It was just like, Oh, she did the big, uh, she did the big move off of the cage through the table and then came up holding her shoulder. Medical staff was going to come in to like tend to her, but Io Shirai like slams the door on him and says, I got this. And then, yeah. And then does a weird, like puts her foot in her armpit and like wrench, like looks, makes it look like it's, she's wrenching it to like pop it back in. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, just because it cut, like it, it, it didn't click for me. Um, I have seen a couple people talk about it and they thought it was legit. And I'm like, what, you genuinely think that the medical staff would be like, okay, yes, Io Shirai, go ahead. Have a ball. And just be cool and just be yeah. cool with it. No. Um so I it kind of derailed a little bit of the momentum. And it did give a couple good moments. Um, her swinging the kendo stick at like all three members of Toxic Attraction when like she was the only person left on her team, like on her feet. Uh that was kind of cool. Uh, there was the weird tease where Kaylee Ray looked like she was going to attack her in the corner, but then like ended up attacking Dakota Kai instead, and then like tossed her the kendo stick like here, just like the like in a zombie movie where <laughs> they, they're like, okay, you, kid, you hide here, but in case something goes wrong, here's your gun. Yeah, uh, it, it reminded me of like that, and then I did like that she got the pin. I didn't like how they were like 
oh, what great ring presence to like get the pin. Like it's it, it's wrestling. Yeah, go. For, why wouldn't you go for the pin? Yeah. Uh, but it it made her look great, which is good because like I've been a fan of her since she was Elena Black uh, on the Indies. I like what they're. I like how they're treating her like a big deal. Yeah, because she which was is cool to see. She was fairly local in like the Midwest area, so she was a name. Like mm-hmm. she was someone we saw video of a lot. I don't think we ever saw her yeah. live, but we definitely saw her a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Just in the there's area. always someone that I was that I would hope that like it would be like oh if we're gonna go up to like a Glory Pro show or Anarchy or something like she might be on one of those cards. Yeah. And like you see her talk like in the Chicago area stuff like that too. Um, but I, but I will say like. To me, the biggest thing is she didn't look out of place yeah. because like, look at, look at this, like, especially even on her team, you have the former NXT champion, Raquel Gonzalez, you have Io Shirai, you have Kaylee Ray. You literally have Cora three Jane. former NXT champions. Win- like, I mean, Kaylee Ray was a UK women's champion, but like she had that belt for a long time. Um, Wasn't she the longest reigning? Or no, I think she so, defeated. Yeah. I think so. Was Storm. Oh, I- Oh, okay. She no, defeated Storm. I was thinking, I was thinking of something else because Tony Storm defeated Ripley, right? Yes. To win it, okay. Um, but yeah, so but Kay, yeah, Kaylee Ray was the former NXT UK champion. Uh, Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez are both former NXT Women's Champions. Was wait was Shirai Women's Champion? Io Shirai. Yeah. Did she have the title? Yeah, it was whenever she was a heel. Oh, that's right. Okay, I don't know why i couldn't remember uh i don't know why i couldn't remember that because it was i guess i I think i was just thinking of like her oh no okay i'm combining like when she was on the war games team with Shayna baszler yeah for i don't my brain just clicked off there for a second um but yeah and then on the other side you have dakota kai who has been a huge name in the women's division of nxt forever at this point and then even though Toxic Attraction as an act is relatively new and JC Jane and Gigi Dolan are new to like NXT, you know, Priscilla Kelly has been a name on the independence for a long time. Like she's very, very experienced. And just the way that NXT has presented Toxic Attraction as such a big, formidable deal that really helps them stand out. And, and Cora J totally hung in there and looked like she belonged. Um, also, I don't know if it was what she was going for, but her ring gear really reminded me of Lainey Luck with like the the, the pink and the blue. Yeah, it was very and, like, part of me. Part of me wants to think that that was like a little like a little nod, but I don't. But I can't confirm or deny that that was just my headcanon. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a, it was it was OK. You know, there 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 was a little bit of uh, sloppiness. The uh, the her when well, her that narrows it down. When Raquel Gonzalez had Dakota Kai's entire body in the trash can and was like spinning it around, I don't know if it was like she couldn't get her up high enough or like what happened, but like when Gigi Dolan like dove down so she could get hit in the head with the can, like they're in the little stuff like that or um, just some like mistiming, miscommunication kind of yeah. took me out of it a little and bit. And when you have a match with that many moving parts, like that's something that's going to happen. Um, oh yeah, and it's it's a shame because when it happens, it's usually really blatantly obvious, like that one. Because I do remember that because I was like, she just walked right into it, eh? Like literally, mm-hmm. like heat-seeking missile with her face, like just like and tilt. But I mean, that happens, and it looks silly when it does happen. But you just, yeah, that's 
Sometimes it's literally unavoidable. Did you see what she put on Twitter? Uh Uh-uh. Someone posted that gif and she retweeted and said, I was trying to slow the momentum. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, and that immediately is like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. I mean, because you got to own it. Like, there's literally nothing you can do about it at that point. Yeah. Uh, But so then, but congratulations to the team Cora Jade. And and there was some follow up there with uh, on Tuesday from NXT. And I don't know. I, they're going kind of with the injury angle with her, so I don't think she's going to get a t- like a title match right away. But I do think that they are, she will at least compete with Mandy Rose in the next few weeks, if not by like February. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So I don't know if she, I don't know if she'll win, but I think she'll have like one of those like she'll do a really good showing, and then maybe like farther down the line she'll actually get it. Yeah, hopefully that would be cool. <clears throat> uh, next match was for the NXT Tag Team Championships as Imperium. Imperium, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel defeating Kyle O. Bailey and Von Wagner. And uh, has Fabian Eichner always, you can flip me off all you want, but uh, that's going to be the name of the episode. Um, has Fabian Eichner always been that fucking amazing? Oh, all f- well, I mean, I'm going to say all four of them because of Alexander Wolf, but like every guy that's been in Imperium has been that fucking awesome. No, no, because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've it's not like I've ever had anything against Imperium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've said my piece about, like, the style, that, that, that British strong style makes me itchy to watch. And I don't love that style. So I'm not, like, a huge Walter fan. I get that it's a thing. That is a personal thing. I get he is supremely talented. He is fantastic at what he does. It it just, for whatever reason, it, it, it doesn't click with me. Um, But, like... Eichner hitting some of those dives and springboards and like the 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 squat with the guillotine like I don't know how I've missed that because like I don't know if it's because he they, like they haven't let Imperium really show out like that on NXT because the tag like the tag team side of Imperium has never this is the the most credible they've appeared like they've always like they've challenged for the titles but they've never won them yeah. Until they like this just this most recent title win. So I don't know if it's just now they're finally able to like show what they can do or what, but like, holy crap, I immediately was just like, Oh, I want to watch why Eichner wrestled all the time. Yeah, no, he has been again, it's one of those things like watching NXT UK getting to see those guys a lot. I do don't yeah. I don't think it's uh, ever been as flashy as it was on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But like, no, that's one of those guys well, I mean all like even uh Bartel, like all of those guys are I don't think there's a ceiling on how talented they are. And if there is, we're on like the third floor. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of things that we can see from all of those, all three of those guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just, I was never a fan of O'Reilly and Wagner. I mean, so, who, no one was. Well, yeah, no, yeah. That, like, that's not a hot take. Well, no, no, no. And I don't, I'm not saying it as it, it should, like, should be a hot take. It's just, like, whenever I don't care about something like that, it takes me out of the match a little bit. And, like, mm-hmm. I was kind of wanting to see how they were going to treat the whole Kyle O'Reilly thing. And mm-hmm. about as I expected. Gotcha. Uh, I, uh, I do love genius I, Kyle O'Reilly knowing it was coming. That was, that, hands down, that was the best part of the whole match was, like, post-match, like, Kyle O'Reilly's doing, like, his buys, and Wagner goes for it, and he's like, nah, that's not happening today. That's not what's going to be what's going on. It, it absolutely was not the best part of the match, uh, because anytime, because Eichner, 
Eichner was the best part of that match. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it, I do like that they bucked the trend of when someone turns on their tag team partner, they immediately get the beat down, but O'Reilly saw it coming. Yeah. Um, uh, the match itself, I actually really enjoyed. Like, this this is probably, I think this is my favorite match of the night. Um, because, like, especially when it was O'Reilly and really any combination of the other two, it was great. Yeah. Um, the Von Wagner stuff wasn't bad. I'm not trying to say that the Von Wagner stuff was outright bad, but like you, it just, that combination never clicked, and he still really just doesn't feel... Credible. There, I, I'm he, he's looking. I'm I, I'm missing that one thing. Yeah. You know, he, there he could I think be really good. It's just we haven't really seen that that hook yet. And maybe um, it could be this new attitude shift to be all that we need to really see from him. But it's that whole thing of it's three people that are very established in that NXT universe with um, Imperium and Kyle O'Reilly, and then we have Wagner who like, and I'm not saying this to be rude, but it's just kind of there. And mm-hmm. we got to see, like, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly was part of one of the best tag teams in the 2010s. Like, Red Dragon was so damn good, so we know that the dude can work tag team. But whenever mm-hmm. it's not Bobby Fish, or in that case, Cole or Strong, that chemistry that Kyle O'Reilly, like, goofy Kyle O'Reilly, really doesn't get the correct spotlight on him whenever he's having to be that, but then also be the more consistent one of the two. Whereas, like, Kyle O'Reilly can do his goofy shit. Like, again, nothing's better than Kyle O'Reilly German suplexing a man, hulking up, and then falling out of the ring. No, being German suplexed by Oh, that's right, yeah. It was what the authors of pain slams him down. He, and they just, you know. But you can, when you do that, when you have somebody, like, you can do something like that and the match not really slow down whenever you have somebody to tag out with, with the caliber of Strong, which we'll get to, and Fish. Mm -hmm. Like... Whenever and, and like I said, I don't think I don't think Wagner did a bad job. No, like no, no, no. A, he brought a good intensity to it, and, and you know he he hit his power moves. He he fired up like he needed to. It's just like I think if they had if this was a more established team, yeah, like if they actually were given a chance to do a longer uh, stint as a team and really develop that chemistry, because. We can we both know that there is chemistry that happens at an instant, and it's just from day one. And then there's teams that actually have to build and work towards it, but they can eventually get there. Yeah, with, with practice. And I think this is this would have been one of the latter, uh, but they just they weren't given that time yeah. to de- to develop or grow together. So it really did feel like okay, yeah, the, it's it's O'Reilly and Wagner for whatever reason. Um. But and then, like you said, the post match attack, O'Reilly saw it come and throws up the UE, <laughs> gives him the crotch chops, uh, and then beats him down until Tuesday, where they met in a steel cage match. Uh, Wagner gets the the win after kicking out of O'Reilly's finisher, low blowing him, uh, hitting his finisher, and then he slammed, uh, he pinned him. And then as O'Reilly was getting out, he slammed his head into the uh, with the cage door a couple times. So, uh, to me, I think O'Reilly's gone. And I think he is uh, very likely to appear at AEW uh, sooner rather than later. Um, as far as Gargano, we will have a much more heated discussion uh, here in just a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I just saw how long we've been recording and we're going to have to. Not that we need to speed through it. It will go. Oh, don't worry. Uh, these next two matches, I feel like there's not a lot to, to talk Word. about. I think I know the two. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But do you, do you think do you also think that it's uh, Kyle O'Bailey? Uh, I didn't until Tuesday because I said like that was my number one thing was like you had like you had me thinking that he wasn't going to leave all of Sunday because like the fact that he threw up the UE in the crotch chop I'm like oh he's staying there's no way like that's WWE trying to play cute. No, that like, and that blew my mind. And I was like, you think they went out there and said, okay, when he attacks you and you put him down, make sure you throw up the stable that is dead. Well, yeah, because including the other two members, two of the other members are not even in this company anymore. And I'm only saying that because it had a lot of energy of the whole Bret Hart WCW, like tracing that out. And I was like, okay, because how many times have we seen the screwdriver since 97? Oh yeah, a thousand yeah. times. So I'm like, it it had a lot of the same energy for me, and I'm like, okay, Kyle, you're definitely not coming back. And then after Tuesday, I, I'm like, fuck, he might not be coming back. I don't often accuse you of this, but you are way overthinking it, man. Uh, I saw it. I saw it on Facebook, and I was like, yeah, it really did have that feeling, didn't it? I was like, that's <laughs> definitely. It, it wasn't. It wasn't an evil Knievel jump. It was not fucking. A Nevada hotel jump, but it was definitely like it was a bunny hop to get there. But man, once I was there, I couldn't stop thinking it. Yeah, I mean that's like how people think that uh, JFK Jr. is coming. No, back. it's like, not. Uh, no, it's not. Had, it's not. I've had this thought, and now this thought is nothing. And, and nope, no one can's gonna convince. I me wouldn't otherwise. say. I wouldn't say it's a Q jump leap of logic. I'm thinking it was a. I, I mean, it. I said it. I I don't think so. If I was just like, he's going to come back and win the NXT title and then fuck up Triple H, I would be like, yeah, now I'm thinking crazy. But it was just, it felt super manufactured to me. I'm just going to throw it out there. It felt super manufactured. And maybe it was the crotch chop. Maybe it wasn't the UE as much as it was the crotch chop. Like, mm-hmm. it felt manufactured. It felt like a thing being like, oh, fuck, he's he's throwing up other things. <gasps> He, is he leaving? Like, that's how it felt to me. It felt manufactured. All right. Well, you've come around to the guy, to, in my opinion, the correct side of things until like on Tuesday when he shows up and attacks Von Wagner. And then we're all just like, ah, son of a. And then I'm going to be like, um, oh, wasn't I right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I was um, wrong. Never lost. <laughs> Next match, though, was Cameron Grimes defeated Duke Hudson in a hair versus hair match. The most um, anticlimactic hair versus hair match I've ever seen in my damn life. Yeah, I can't say that you're wrong. Uh, it, it, it was a fine match, but it, it what, granted, this isn't technically a takeover, but this is very much a, this should have main evented NXT. That was a TV, like yeah. Like an episode of NXT. Um, it, it, it was a solid match. Uh, I like the story of Hudson trying to cheat, getting caught, and then Grimes actually cheating and succeeding to win. I, I did like that. I do um, think Cameron Grimes has one of the more fun characters in NXT with what he's able to do within the constructs of his character. Because, yeah, he, is, because he can go super wide with it and also like this this serious side to it. Now. Yeah, and it's the whole thing of just like, man, we really don't have... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this comparison, but literally just t- take it to the cheating aspect of it. But we really haven't had a like Eddie Guerrero-esque character where they are able to cheat and not get booed for it. Because, like, we literally just saw Becky Lynch try the same, like, do almost the exact same thing. And, like, still wasn't, that was not nearly as well thought out as this was. Where it was like, all right, he's cheating, he's cheating. Now Cameron Grimes, who we know kind of is a dickhead a little bit, like, did it back. It worked perfectly and then got to shave that dude's head. 
Also, mm-hmm. and this is a hair versus hair match thing, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but man, I really hate hair versus hair matches when somebody has short hair. Yeah, because it would be it would be like you know, I should lose a hair versus hair match at this point. Like, yeah, I should that's... I should lose a hair versus hair match. Like, it's long. It would be a thing. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have said that, that guy. Out loud. Uh, well, no, because unlike WWE, nobody's going to pay me the money to cut my hair. I won't say that. I'm pretty sure, Chris, for one, I'm pretty sure I would be cheap about it. But it would be, I would make, it would be the most I ever made at a show. As your lawyer, as your lawyer, I am going to tell you to stop talking. Okay? I'm just saying. No. If no, I ever my, did your it. Your Honor, my client, my, my, my client has no further comment regarding this subject. Did now. I ever tell you that somebody pitched that to me? And not no, like juice, ju- not like Justin cutting my hair. That was that was mm-hmm. planned, and I agreed to it. Um, mm-hmm. It was pitched to me. I'm not going to say what company, but it was pitched to me to shave my head after a match. Mm-hmm. And I refused. And you were like, nah. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> and I was like brand new, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, no, that's good. That's probably for the yeah. Best. But now that I've been in it for a couple years, if you want to cut my hair, um, it's the most I'm ever going to make in a night. That's the that's the deal. That's not no okay. It's, yeah, Booker's. If you want Dal- if you want a Dalton uh, to possibly shave his head, DM me and we will <laughs> negotiate because I do not trust him to do this. Uh, and then the next match was for the cruiserweight championship uh, with the weight limit waived as Roderick Strong with Diamond Mine d- defeated Joe Gacy to retain. Again, this felt like it should have been on an episode of NXT. Uh, the build was really weird because there's not a face. It's it's still kind of heel versus heel. Um, and then the finish was like, when you, when you were about to say, when you said the most anticlimactic hair versus hair finish, I thought you were going to say the most anticlimactic finish of the night. And I was going to be like, no way, this was way more. Yeah. Because they they were on the outside. Harland just picks up Ivy Nile for no reason. And then Gacy's like, no, 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 put her down, put her down. And then he puts her down, they go back into the ring, Strong hits his finisher and wins. And it's like, what? Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if they're done. Well, I guess they are because it's, it's, it looks like Strong is about to have a match with uh, Breaker. But uh, on Tuesday, Gacy alluded to the fact that he is going to try to change the name of 205 Live. And also... Uh, Malcolm Bivens made it sound like they were permanently waiving the weight restriction for the cruiserweight championship. So, <sighs> the, but the match was fine. It just, it, did, no, it, it didn't really a... fit into like a, a, a pay-per-view level match. It's not what I would think of when I think of NXT pay-per-view. Yeah. And that was honestly, that was a lot of this show. Like minus the, it was bookended that way. Um, it, to me, it was only these two matches. Because the both of the war games matches, of course, just the gimmick alone, yeah. and then that tag title match is was like an NXT takeover style match. Yeah, it was just these other these other two were just and again not bad. No, not no, 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 anyone like totally fucked up. Just it didn't reach the high highs of what you think of when you think of an NXT pay per view. Yeah, and like I don't, I didn't like the show. Um. And we're going to get there. Like, we usually don't talk about video packages in between. But I literally, I was watching it with Allie. Um, and I think Sadie was taking a shower. And then the next thing that's about to happen, happened. And I literally just, I didn't say a word. I just clicked off. 
and started playing Fortnite again. And then Allie yeah, was I, like, yeah, that was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't keeping track of like when stuff happened. Um, but d- throughout the show, just video package after video package after video package of like a bunch of new people. Um, it, we're not, we're not going to cover all of them. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Uh, but the most notable one was, uh, I commend Jiro. Uh, and I think I said both of those names wrong just now. Do, hey, he had two. I'm going to ask a question. Do you know his like nationality? He's Japanese. He's Japanese. Okay, cool. Um, because I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get there. Pretty that sure. I'm gonna say like that Vince is super off base with this on a uh, cultural level. When he said that uh, his name means, uh, yeah, he's Japanese. Okay. Um, that when he said his name means handsome man. No. Because that was the first. So the first part was, uh, my name means handsome. I have to have handsome jackets, uh, and a mansion. And then, like, I swore the second one they did was a DoorDash ad. Well, yeah, cause because it, it looked like he was... Because so... it was him coming, it was him coming, like, he's outside, and all these delivery people kept keep bringing him chicken wings and pizza and, and all this different food. And then he, oh, a big, such a big appetite, and he eats it all. And then they show him, like, Elvis-style die on the toilet from the monster shit that he took. And like, who thinks this is a good idea? So here's what it is. And I, again, this could be, I could be making another leap, which isn't the first time this show that I've done it. I'm bracing myself. All right. So I think that Vince McMahon just found out what mukbang is as like a thing. Mukbang. Well, whatever. Okay. Mukbang, whatever. So he just now found out what that is. And somebody said, yeah, it started in Korea and Vince thought this was a great idea, and he was like, looking, looking, looking. I have you in wrestling gear right now, like amateur wrestling gear, so I can't do anything with you. Looking, looking, looking. Got it. And that's because I was like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough of this guy to know. Like, like I just don't know who he is. I was like, I don't know if he is, like, Korean. Uh, if he is, that's a clever, like, inside one. But it's funny if it's Vince and the guy's Japanese, and he was like, well, we, he can just do this. This is popular over in Asia. Uh, and that's what it felt like to me. And that's fine. It's whatever. Um, but it was the dying on the toilet aspect of it that I was like, click. I don't, uh, I don't need to watch this anymore. Uh, again, I I could be overthinking. Yeah, I could be overthinking it. It's a very big leap because nothing else of his, you said you don't know much about him. Nothing else of his character is, is this is the first and only time we have seen him deal with food like this. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that at all. Yeah, it was just because it was one of those things where I'm like, is he mukbanging? Because that was that was my thought when I saw. It. I was like, that's a lot of food. That's and like that's becoming a more and more popular thing on like YouTube. It's becoming more prevalent. And I was like, if you don't know, if you and if you and for the if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about with mukbang, it is a it's a Korean. It started in Korea, but it's a trend of filming yourself eating. And it, it usually, and it, usually, um, in the more popular ones, it's a irrational size of food or like amount of food portions wise like it is mm-hmm. like it's somebody talking and i'm not really big into this i just know about it and like they're talking and they're eating food and it's very popular um whatever you like to watch on your media is up to you i don't care as long as it's not hurting anybody but like it's very odd to me but that's what it felt like and i was like man this is really weird and it's even more weird because of that 
And then, like, then he was shitting on the toilet, and I was like, I'm done. I'm finished. Like, there's no more wrestling for me tonight. Nothing is going to happen in this main event that is going to make that okay. Um, I'll go back and watch it tomorrow. Uh, my brain literally, and not trying to be funny, shitted out at that moment. I was like, nah, I'm good. Click. Because I had just watched two kind of okay matches before that, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I know Team Gold's going to lose, so, like, I just kind of was done. I was like, I can deal with that yeah. later. It, uh, it, it, it was, it was terrible. It was, it was easily the low point of the show. I don't like, know no what, sorry, I'm, I'm, one more thing. I don't know what you can do with that character. Remember whenever Mike uh, Kanellis and Maria Kanellis debuted and we were at the arena and I was super pumped and then my brain like kicked in and I remember sitting near you and said, it's not going to go anywhere. Because what can you do with that? Now, I ended up being a little wrong, and there were some fun moments, but for the most part, called it. This one is worse than that. Because, like, yeah. there wasn't even a moment of excitement. It was just, can what I, the fuck? I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Because they'll never reference it again. It's not going to be a part of his character, is that he takes monster dumps. It's just going to be the, the thing that they thought was funny the one time, and they will continue on like it didn't happen. But they're not. Fans aren't going to forget. The fans are going to be, you know, he's going to get a monster dump chant at NXT. Um, but yeah, so all of that happened before the main event, and then the main event, of course, was Team Black and Gold versus the terribly named Team 2.0 uh, in <laughs> in War Games. Uh, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo defeated Johnny Gargano, L.A. Knight, Pete Dunne, and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Champa, uh, again, it was it, it was a. I think this was the better of the two War Games matches. It was a it was a solid War Games match, but there were some pretty glaring issues that I had with it. Um, I I loved the Gargano uh, Hayes segments. I like those. Like that that opening was really good. Gargano's gear was incredible. Yeah. Um, I, anytime they did anything DIY related, I love, I, that made my heart happy. Um, and also like I was, as I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, LA Knight is absolutely going to turn. Why would he even be part of team black and gold? He was there for like, it seemed like it felt like like three months before 2.0 launch. I know it was longer than that, but it just, it felt like he hasn't really done anything. It was during COVID. So it made sense that it felt like it was not that long ago. So, uh, so it'd be like, oh, he would fit into 2.0 more, but he didn't. And I was happy to see that. Um, but, uh, and, and again, no one really did anything poorly. It's just, it didn't like compared to the other war games matches. This one didn't really hit. It was the weakest and for me. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I, I need logic sometimes. And whenever team 2.0 put the chain and the padlock on the door before their all of their team was in like i get it they're they're up three to two inside the War inside Dance, the yeah. cage so they threw on they threw the, the lock on well then when the 2.0 when the next black and gold person when la knight came in he just immediately climbed the cage there was no obstacle the only obstacle was then when Braun breaker had to come in he couldn't get in. So they locked their own partner out. And then he tried to use the bolt cutters and like 
dude, my heart goes out to him because it, when I'm at work, I can't count when someone's watching me. I get like my brain locks up like of just like, oh, God, people are observing me. You know, when you're in line at the grocery store and they hand you back your change, the struggle of like knowing that there's people waiting in line. Yeah. And you have to get this stupid dollar bill it back in your wallet and it just won't go. Yeah. Now apply that logic to having to cut off a padlock. It, it just it didn't work and it, and it was awkward and it sucked and like it's going to be on Botchamania. Um, but the, the logic wasn't there. Like put the padlock on after breakers in here's the problem and this is i'm gonna set breakers not really a heel so he wouldn't do it but it's none of this makes sense it's like when it's like when bailey like jumped someone from behind before she was a heel like when she was still super mega baby face yeah the like her attacking someone from behind because it's oh uh, uh brand superiority this was essentially the brand superiority match yeah and like again it very much goes into the how I I've just kind of become a person of I kind of like the older war games matches more because yes if you lock an old war games cage with a padlock there's a problem if you padlock the new war games cage it's an inconvenience mm-hmm. because you can just Bron Bron Breaker didn't need to use a bolt cutter he's had to climb a cage they didn't put a ceiling over it after La Knight came on. He could have done the same thing. Yeah. That's the... And, like, you're right. You need logic. Also, um, I like... Um, in the Team 2.0, I like Carmella and I like um, Breaker. I don't care for the other two guys. It And, like, out of those four guys, one of them is obviously the Roman Reigns of the group. Like, there's one of them mm-hmm. that you can all tell that they're, like, putting their eggs in that basket. And it's the Breaker basket. Um... And, like, not saying that the other three are bad. I do like uh, Carmelo on that one, but you locked out the most important person on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like you said, you need logic. There's literally, and again, you're locking a cage that you can climb over. There's no barbed wire. There's no razor wire. We literally saw a guy, the person before, just be like, well, that sucks. And he's there. Like... Asa. Yeah. So, and also, like, if this was supposed to be a big moment for Breaker, rip the it? rip the damn he, door off! Like, gimmick the exactly. door for him to rip it off. K- Kane rips off the door in at Hell in a Cell. Uh, even Mark Henry, granted, he struggled with trying to just break the chain for a few minutes, which that was really awkward when that happened. But he eventually just ripped the door off, which I would argue is even more impressive because I'm willing to bet that wasn't a gimmick door. <laughs> that was just like, yeah. he's like well, I can't break this, so I'm gonna break this instead. He's like, I'm pretty um, strong. Ten so it just kind of made him look. It, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It did. It just kind of made him look a little dumb. Because like, um, all right, granted, he ended up getting the pin. So like, ultimately, I don't think this. I don't think no. this is something that's gonna hurt him long term or matter. But it's that short term of just like, man, there's a layup. Like there's there's things you can do to avoid things like this. Do the do the same thing. Have them try to climb up the cage and fucking one of them, like one of Team Gold's hits the thing, like keeps hitting the cage where he can't get out or can't get like in. What they did with, like what they did to Trick Williams. Like yeah. early in the match when he was up on the cage and Gargano like hit his fingers and knocked him down before. Oh, also yeah. worth mentioning, Dexter Loomis chased off Trick Williams earlier in the match and he gave Gargano the thumbs up and Gargano gave him the thumbs up and that was cool. That was sweet. 
Um, but like, do that, and then Breaker like try to do the bolt that doesn't work, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, and then just takes the door and rips it off, like, because if you want a cool visual, like you can get away with him not climbing over the cage, because the easiest answer is climb over the cage. Well, the easiest answer is not to use the padlock that early, but like. If you're gonna do it, it's the whole thing of like if Becky's gonna have to beat Bianca Belair in an eight minute ma- or a two minute match, like there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it, and they continuously keep picking the ways to not do it, and it's real frustrating because there's a lot cooler shit you could do. Door, yeet, that's it. Like literally rip the door off so it's hanging by the padlock. You know how cool that would look, probably dangerous, but you know how cool it would look, so much cooler than what they did. Sorry, yeah, so, I get angry no, it's about fine. things. Uh, no, it was it was fine, and again, it's it's but it's moments like that that really take you out of the experience and out of enjoyment of the match, which was otherwise a like again. I feel like we're being critical of it, like or we're being we're coming off as more critical than we really are. But like again, it's it's my old analogy of if so if you hit a home run every time you step up to bat, a double is kind of underwhelming. And that's what every war games prior to this like this was the most underwhelming war games show that they've had. Out of all of them, and I don't and think like, any, I don't I don't think there's a lot of argument. It's not even close, that. unfortunately. Um, and it's not. I don't think it's to any fault of the performers. I think that mm-hmm. NXT 2.0 is not floundering, but it's not as exciting as what NXT was at one point. And that's what was making those war games like. And they were also introducing people correctly. Uh, Matt Riddle's like first match was at a war games, like. They made it a point to build people at these shows, and it's not happening as much. And this one, it very, and also like Undisputed Era being a unit. Uh, like they are a group, they are a faction, they are always together, they always have each other's backs. And them being involved in every War Games match made sense. Even the, like, what was it, the first one where it was three on uh, three on three? Three, yeah, the three teams. Like, okay. These other than like we kind of talked about Roderick Strong not really fitting in with Authors of Pain, but we were very willing to look past it, especially whenever it turned, you know, whenever the whole Roderick Strong ended up joining Undisputed Era. Oh, he's going to still be nearby. This one, aside from Champa and Gargano, there really was no reason for any of these people to be on the team with each other. Yeah. Um, aside from just that generic played out brand superiority. And it's really weird when you have so, that in your own brand. Man, we have been talking about this for way longer than I thought. It's going to be a... I, yeah, same. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so before we before we move on with the news of the week, because we do got some news to talk about, um, let me take you on the roller coaster of emotions of Johnny Gargano for me. Uh, so news is up. He extended his contract by a week so he could do the War Games show uh, because his contract has expired. He's not released, but he didn't re-sign. Um, I believe that he's done with NXT 100%. I'm like, okay, he's done with NXT. He's probably leaving WWE altogether. Then there's the report that, oh, well, may WWE wants to keep both him and O'Reilly. They don't want them to leave. One of them is closer to staying than the other, but even if they stay, they're probably taking some significant time off. I was like, okay, that would make sense with Gargano's paternity coming up. Like, maybe he does want to stick around to NXT, and, you know, maybe he's happy there. Uh, then the video comes out of After War Games, where Gargano's talking to the NXT audience, and he says, I will tell you guys everything on Tuesday. 
And then I go to, oh, he's 100% staying. Yeah. They're going to give, they're going to have him in the ring and say that he has re-signed a contract and he will be with NXT for the foreseeable future. Which, cool. If that's what he wants to do, hell yeah. Because I, I, I do not, and I, and I know, and I'm going to speak for Dalton here. I don't give a shit where anybody wrestles where with who they sign. If that's where they want to sign and that's where they're happy. Because that's what's important. I'm not owed anything. Yes, I would love to see Gargano in AEW. Yeah. I would love to see him do Bola and and New Japan. But if that's if if he would rather sign with WWE, good on you. Uh, yeah. So then, so then that th- so that announcement, I was like, okay, he's totally staying. Well, then Tuesday comes around. And he says, it's still up in the air. No decisions have been made. But in February, I start my most important job, being a dad. And now I'm kind of 50-50 split. Because, so now, and I think this is what's happening, is his contract has expired. He has not signed anything new with WWE or NXT. I feel like we would have heard of that. We would have heard that by now, if he had resigned. Um, But I think... What is likely going to happen is he says, you might see me here or there. I think that also means he's not immediately signing with AEW. Yeah. I think that he's going to do like Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, I'm waiting for that announcement to drop because we've already gotten uh, Alex Shelley and oh, who's the first one they announced? Alex Shelley was second. But they've started doing the talent announcements for Bola. And uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see that. Um, and he'll, you know, he'll do indie shows until February. He'll take the time off to be a dad and for, for the paternity leave. And then after that is when he will sign a contract with either WWE or AEW. Yeah. And the way that segment ended with Grayson Waller attacking him is kind of that one simultaneously write off and also set something up for down the line if he does come back. So as of right now, to me personally, and boy... I'm willing to bet money that Friday afternoon he shows up on like SmackDown or something like that, because this is how this goes for me is I make a prediction. I say what I think, and then I am proven hilariously, spectacularly wrong, like within 12 hours. Thanks, Shane Strickland. Oh no, it's it's more than that. It, it's happened so many times. Oh, that's just the most but, recent time, though. Oh yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, because that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. Do you do do you still think that he is one hundred percent staying? Yeah, because I know that's where you were. I think he's staying. Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be a, like that one's fifty fifty right now. I could legit see it either way. Because again, yeah, it was really cute, guys. Um, but like the Johnny Gargano, like there's no reason that they would. Let him say that at the end of a show. Tune in on Tuesday and I'll say everything I need to say. And then Tuesday happened and then somebody attack him after that. Also, they wouldn't, like, if he wasn't staying, they wouldn't have given him that time. Now, I do think you are correct. I probably don't think he will sign another contract until February. Because right now, what he can do is spend time with um, Candace and get ready for the baby. Right. And, like, right now it's the perfect time to be him. Because you think he's on like a verbal agreement with WWE that, hey, I'm not going to I will I will sign with you again, but not until after like this. Yeah, like, well, and I think also 
if he let his contract lapse and waits until after February to sign, you know who can't call him to be like, hey, stop doing what you're doing. You need to come to work. Literally fucking anybody. You know why? Because he's not signed anywhere. So like, and but honestly, not to not to like toot AEW's horn, but the way that they seem to do business, it would not surprise me if they were like, hey, sign with us now and you don't have to come until March. Like, have yeah, the baby. We'll pay- we will literally pay you to not do anything until March. Um, yeah. Not saying that that's happened, but I'm just saying, like, now that I've put that out in the air, of it's really good for Gargano to not resign right now because literally nobody can tell him to go to work. And he can spend time with his wife getting ready for this baby. Which is genius mm-hmm. when you think about it. Because we all heard the Ricky Steamboat story. Hey, my wife is having a baby. Can I have a couple weeks off? Yeah. Comes back, Ricky the Dragon. dragon. (laughs) Yeah, now you're not even yourself anymore. Where Gargano's just like, I mean, you can't get mad at me. I'm not under contract. Yeah. It's pretty... said, oh, you want to... Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We definitely want you to re-sign. Oh, yeah, take all the time you want. Oh, well, at that point, at that point, you have the kid and you're being a great father. Like, you're like, (laughs) bills are, ends are meeting like a motherfucker. Like, everything's good. Until they release you six months later, after they have buried the shit out of you. Not saying that WWE would ever do that. Um, Ricky the Dragon. The fucking (laughs) dragon. An actual dragon. Um, God, I hate everything, Asa. This has been my least favorite episode of Nerdiest Part of the Ring. Hey, don't worry, it's only getting worse. Um... Uh-huh. Because, so that was our war games review. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think one or both, uh, or of Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano are going to stay or go? Let us know. Hit us up at Nerdiest Part uh, on Twitter. Uh, we do have some news stories though that, and these are going to be a little bit rapid fire just because we are uh, coming up on an hour here. Um, and if you've been listening to us since PWU, you know that I am terrible at these type of transitions. Um, of going from, hey, we're having fun, we're, we're talking to, like, serious topics. Um, so I apologize for the hard tonal shift, but it is what it is. Uh, today, it was announced uh, first by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful that WWE has released Jeff Hardy. And this is not a, this does not seem to be a budget cut bullshit release um, because... I think it was like three or four days ago. Um, it was it was Monday or Tuesday. I'm pretty sure that Jeff Hardy was at a house show. I think it was Sunday. I think it reported Sunday. Monday. Oh, okay, that might that, that might be it. That might be it. Um, but he was at a house show and it didn't. He he wasn't looking very good. Um, and WWE ended up sending him home. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp after announced uh, reporting that hardy was released said uh that he had heard from those from sources in wwe that wwe offered him treatment and rehab uh both of which hardy refused so wwe releases him from his contract because at that point like that you kind of become a little bit like a liability yeah um and there's really not a lot to say to this other than to hope the best for Jeff Hardy and his family. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Hardy, the th- person, like it's very important that we are yeah, yeah, stating yeah, yeah. this as the person, because I will say the grossest thing I've seen. And this is the part that I really hate are people going online and being like, well, shit, now he can go to AEW in 90 days. That is the worst fucking way to think right now. Yeah, because that's a terrible mentality, because I mean, 
this isn't the first time that we have video footage of Jeff Hardy being too fucked up to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And like, man, it's it's a bad place to be in. You, there's not a right answer. There's not really a wrong answer. Uh, I think WWE did what WWE needed to do for once. Um, I think it's really weird that Jeff Hardy refuses rehab one time after a house show incident and the Usos have more DWIs than title reigns as tag champions at this point and they're still prevalent everywhere. Um, that part's really weird to me and it always will be. Um, but I feel like WWE did the, what they thought was right. But now you've let so you've released somebody that's refused treatment that is could potentially go to another company. And granted, that will be that company's problem, and I will not hold WWE responsible for that. But now you have you've released somebody that could potentially go do this somewhere else again. And like I will give yeah. WWE credit on this; they have tried their best to rein Jeff Hardy in over the I, how long has he been employed with that company on and off again for twenty plus years, and they've tried. And boy, they've tried. But it goes back to what you say all the time is that you can't get the help if you don't want it. And also, like, I'm not willing to give WWE that much credit because I immediately am uh, am pulled back into the Seamus Jeff Hardy relapse story. Yeah. uh, Which was in poor taste and now in hindsight is in even worse taste. Um, That said, like, yes, if they actually offered him the help, uh, then... Yeah, it, it's true. You, it, it, the statistics. This is not an opinion. The statistics show that if you you were much more likely to st- remain clean, sober, whatever. If you if you were the one who makes the decision to do it, um, but like being committed to rehab, like heart, like those those those, not recidivism. That's the wrong word. But those rates are much much higher, and you know. Addiction is a motherfucker. Like it's it's not it's easy to scapegoat someone as an addict. And honestly, I'm guilty of it. Like it, this this situation has really kind of made me rethink my stance on my opinion on the Usos. Because I've been very harsh, especially towards Jimmy. But like I but and so it's like in my head. And granted, there's that personal connection there, and and, and yada yada yada. But it's like, man, it, 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 this is someone who needs help. You know, supposedly, we, you know, we, we haven't heard from Jeff Hardy. We, we don't we don't truly know what's going on. We can only go off of these reports. Um, but it's it's if the reports are accurate, it, 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 it's heartbreaking to see. Um, I thankfully have not seen that many uh, tweets like you were talking about. Like I and maybe it's just because like people like that get blocked to, to like immediately the, the the block button on my twitter is very heavily used um the so i haven't seen a lot of that which which i'm thankful for i've seen a lot of people like expressing well wishes and pointing out like hey we shouldn't be worried about what's yeah. next for jeff the wrestler um i did see also a very interesting point by um the person who runs fan fight of just like at what point do we need to have the very uncomfortable conversation that WWE needs to take a little bit of responsibility for these issues that he has because look at the way he's made his career and the amazingly damaging, insane stuff he has done to his body. Like, doing these stunts and these jumps and these dives uh, that undoubtedly has to have some sort of connection. 
So oh like, no, I, don't it, know. I mean not even somewhat like it has to be one and the same uh, to a certain extent because like man you put your body through that shit and you're expected to do it the next day like bodies yeah. don't heal that way like unless you're Cena like Cena could do it but mm-hmm. that's an anomaly whereas like we've seen Jeff Hardy fucking do some shit and then have to wrestle the next day for like eight straight days in a row and it was not uncommon for that to be a thing um yeah that being said wwe will never own up to that ever no oh no that would, if, they, if they if they try to even like acknowledge it that opens them wide open for just all sorts of stuff but because but like again think about this is what we talk about like we talked a lot about on pwu of just like chair shots to the head very satisfying to watch oh yeah there's something about the visual and the sound that like is synonymous with pro wrestling and you like it's impactful chair shots to the head incredibly dangerous especially long term we still don't fully understand the long-term ramifications of cte and things these are happening and so it's that weird balance of like man i love pro wrestling man Literally everything pro wrestlers do could put them in a wheelchair for life. Yeah. And it's it's just hard to like I don't know, it's 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 hard to reconcile that sometimes. Um so this is this is just kind of one of those moments of, you know, just nothing but positivity and hope and the best to Jeff and his family. Uh truly hope that things are okay and they remain to be okay and you know but just go from there. So this isn't like a oh WWE release someone where do you want to see him go no there's there's not that we want to see him be healthy and happy <laughs> where and do safe. where do I want to see him go on the straight and narrow that would be a really good fucking start like yeah because I mean and I'm this is gonna get morbid but like the dude is not young anymore it's not like whenever he was 24 and doing this shit and you're like man we hope he like straightens it up like he's in his mid 40s now like. It's obviously a problem. Like, I think we can all agree it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a problem for decades at this point. And, like, at a certain extent, all of this shit's going to catch up to him. And it's not, like, we'll, we'll be talking about a different Jeff Hardy story on this podcast. And honestly, the, don't want to do it. Where, and, and this, this will be the last thing I say on it. But, like, the thing that scares me the most is, like, I think of Eddie Guerrero. Because that's someone who did turn his life around, did get clean, did get sober. And it but still damage, fucking got him. Yeah, the damage was already done. And so it's just like, you know, that that's the kind of heartbreak that I don't want to, you know, wish upon his family or, you know, his fans or anyone. Because, like, he was about to feud with Roman, it seemed like. Like, that was what they were going for. Literally, no matter what they did with him, have him feud with Kerry and Cross and trade wins and losses, didn't matter. Hardy was over as fuck. The fans love him yeah and has has that adoration that people can only dream of and he has been that over for decades decades like yeah so all our best to jeff uh and if you know if more comes out we'll obviously you know talk about it on future episodes uh also some very unfortunate news uh blackjack lanza passed away one half of the uh the blackjacks wwe hall of fame tag team uh passed again not a ton to say about it just wanted to 
put that out there of again our thoughts and and all our best to his uh family and friends and and fans so uh but there's a couple things of good news um the first one being great news hacksaw jim duggan has announced that he is cancer free fuck yeah hell yeah fuck cancer that rules. Yeah. Um, he, he put out a little video on his uh, Twitter page uh, announcing that he was cancer free. Second so. time he's beaten it. Yeah. Because the other time um, was like in the 90s. Yeah, it's been, it, it was, I remember it was a while. I didn't know it was that far back. It was, but. he was in WCW because like he, like it was a big deal when he came back. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Okay. It was in the 90s or 2000s. It might have been his WWE run. <laughs> I might be thinking of Piper. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> look, at, look it up real quick uh, and then we'll, uh, move on from there um but that's fantastic news very very happy for him and uh one other interesting thing and it's there's it's less a story and much of as much as much as just kind of a little uh, thing that's happened uh but tony khan did an interview uh on the my mom's basement podcast where uh he said that he heard from wwe uh where wwe reached out to him uh hoping that they could use some of the wrestlers contracted in AEW as part of uh, different biographies and documentaries and things like that. Um, and he didn't say that he said yes or no. He just said that the, the, the talks were pleasant and it's something that he would be open to. So, you know, if they do a... I'm pulling this out of my ass and God, I hope they don't do it. But if they do an authority documentary or a DVD... It, you could actually have Brian Danielson appear on that potentially if this is something that Khan agrees to and that and that type of thing yeah so, or 19- like a, you know a best a best of Kane and then you can have Danielson Daniel Bryan yeah team hell no uh 1998s whenever he had pancreatic cancer oh shit he'd be oh that's a well hell yeah oh yeah that's, no Jim Duggan is never a man not, that is not a man not you want to fuck with yeah, that yeah, he is so not the person to fuck with, apparently, because his body is apparently just a motherfucker in and of itself. Yeah, so, but hell yeah, congrats to him. Uh, and we'll see, maybe it'll be an interesting little, the the forbidden door being a little, tiny little crack open for uh, some of these documentaries. Except, it feels like Peacock has announced a bunch of different documentaries that just don't air. Like, there was the super fan one that was supposed to happen. There was the Lex Luger one that was supposed to happen. I feel like there was an episode of Stone Cold's podcast thing that never happened. Um, the Nexus one. Like, these were all done yeah. and ready. They're just having them put up. I, I also misread it. It was kidney cancer. Which, again, still, goddamn. Still, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going to sit here and be like... Ranking oh, it, it, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. No. no, I just realized, I was like, wait, was it pancreatic? And I looked and I was like, oh, it was kidney. I don't want to be wrong. It's still super serious, though. Yeah, yeah. so. A uh, little bit of fun news. Uh, Marco Stunt, our buddy, uh, did an open casting call for The Voice and apparently received a call back. Yeah. So that could be a lot of fun. If you don't know, The Voice is a singing competition on, I think, NBC. Yes. Where... The judges have their back turned to the stage. Uh, contestant comes up and sings. And if they want to recruit them onto their team, they hit a button and turn around because they don't. It's the idea. It's is a blind audition. Strictly, yeah, it's a blind audition. You're only going off of the voice and not, you know, what they look like. I fucking get it. I, yeah, it's crazy. Right? <laughs> uh, and then we have 
just to in, in the last few minutes here, Dalton, because I want to stay under an hour ten. Okay. And that does that's I not can a do challenge that. to use all the time. No, no, no we got uh, it. You have you have a little bit of news under our newest segment, playing with ourselves. Go ahead and play the jingle. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, that's the best I got. You gave me a week. I was too busy. Pl- no, no, I almost did it. I gave you, I gave you like five seconds. I didn't even give you a. I didn't even tell you to do it. Um, but uh, so there was an unboxing video of the Super Seven series of Myers and Cardona. Yeah. Uh. So ringside for a while and i think you can still get these on ringside because super seven the way they do their wrestling figures um they only make what has been ordered so ringside orders an obscene amount of them to make sure that they are available um i pre-ordered mine along with gals and anderson like back in the summer uh because mm-hmm. i think well no it might have been a little sooner than that is whenever i got the new japan figures and i was like damn i really like these even though they're kind of flawed i'm just gonna get the uh Good Brothers, and then uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast ones. And we were supposed to get them in September and October, respectively. And Cardona made it a big point. He, he Sean murphy himself. He said, these will arrive when they're supposed to arrive. Um, it's December, uh, and we barely had heard anything about them, except for the fact that um, on their Patreon Facebook page, which I'm a part of, they started showing pictures of them getting the boxes. And then the figures were in the boxes. So they have, like, retail-released figures now. Um, I say that to say this. The same day that Cardona dropped that YouTube video, I got two emails from Ringside saying both tag teams have been delayed again until February. Uh, you know how funny it is to see somebody unbox the figure that just got delayed? That you bought within the pre-order window? Uh, not salty. Uh, the f- in, the f- in fairness, though, and 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 I, I will allow this time to extend. Yeah, Super Seven. That's a Super Seven issue. That's not yeah. a Cardona. No, 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 no. It was just funny that Cardona got cocky and was like, "No, I know Super Seven delays everything, but they're not going to delay these." <laughs> it's always sunny because in Philadelphia. They delayed yeah, Super those. Seven, Super Seven does delay everything, uh, and th- but the the thing is, they continue to announce more and more stuff. We just got our first look at the Warner Brothers Ultimates with uh, Pinky and the Brain and the the Warner th- triplets, the Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yeah, like oh, there's more of those figures, and also the Power Rangers line. Oh, there's another line of Ninja Turtles and GI Joe and Transformers and New Japan, and there's a mil- they have a million figures they're working on, and like they're releasing. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, evil just uh, came out. Like, you can go get Evil and, like, get it soon. I almost did. I'm going to be honest. I almost did. It's a cool figure. I don't have it. I haven't I, bought it. Um, I haven't bought any of Wave 2 uh, because I'm I'm petty. I might buy Naito. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to Cardona and Myers. Really cool fucking figures. Um, they're very fan servicey. You have to be very much into this podcast to get every little thing. Um, that being said, they're the perfect... Impact Wrestling, Myers, and Cardona. Yes. Because, again, one of the things that Super 7 excels at, worth noting if, you, if you're if you unaware, are the accessories that comes with the figures. Yeah. A lot of, lot of deep cuts, not just for this, but, like, the uh, the Simpsons ones, uh, because they're doing those, uh, the Pinky and the Brain one, like, they really hit the ball, hit the ball out of the no, park with the I accessories. Don't, I don't have an issue with the figures themselves. I haven't. No, 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 that's, I, I'm yeah. just saying, like you were talking about it being a deep cut for their podcast. Yeah, it's because, but they always do that. That's not something that's unique to these figures. Yeah, that's a Super Seven staple. Um, and uh, it, but it's really cool. Like Myers has the mask that he was running with at the time. He's in his Edge gear. 
Uh, so like the tights are the Myers, but with like the edge sun around it, like it looks like that. Cardona's in his like paint splattered gear. The figures look awesome. Uh, they're Super Seven wrestling figures, so the head sculpts look a little off. But um, to get the amount of shit you're getting with it, like they both come with uh, head sculpts of them wearing their podcast hat. Like, that's just an extra head sculpt that both of them have. So, like, Myers, they, like, made customs of themselves in, like, jeans and their t-shirts. Um, he just put them on those elites, and he was like, hey, I got these now, too. Like, it's really cool what you can do with these figures. Um, I'm excited to get mine in uh, October of next year. That's what I'm calling. Uh, that's mm-hmm. when I believe I'll get mine. Uh, hopefully, I get the Good Brothers eventually. They come with their cans of beer, like, their branded beer. That's neat. Um, Talking shop? Yep. Uh, I love it. Uh, and speaking of top, talking shop, really quick, I wanted to fit this one there. We got a Rapongi fucking Vice call back this week. This has been the coolest week in wrestling, minus the guy shitting himself. Um, and I'm, I'll leave all of my talking on that. Yeah, I mean that was cool. We got uh, he's talking about, of course, uh, Trent coming back, uh, looking like Moxley a lot. Yeah. Uh, buzzed head, beard, jacked to the gills. But again, oh my, he's always looked like that, but he looked like that more. Uh, because he's always been in oh, phenomenal yeah. shape. Oh yeah, no, he's always been in phenomenal shape, but he was, but again, like, and maybe it's just because I haven't seen him, you know, shirtless in a while, but, uh, uh, hell yeah. Very yeah. into this. Very into this. And now I have my so. new favorite member of chaos. Fuck you, Okada. Sue. Sue <laughs> is officially because Rocky Romero did confirm that <laughs> Sue is an official member of chaos. And that is the best wrestling. That, n- nope. Someone beat cancer. That is the second best wrestling news of the week. Um, hands down. It's the best story wrestling news of the week. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, so yeah, uh, I did read some bummer news just now, uh, because this weekend is ROH final battle. This is their last show for the foreseeable future at the guaranteed for this year. Um, we didn't do a full preview of it just strictly because not because I don't think it's important, but because I am pretty out of the loop when it comes to ring of honor. That was actually something that I was wanting to pay more attention to for this show. And then the news broke that it was, uh, ending as we know it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they still plan on coming back next year. Just different, just, you know, having to, to run differently. So, um, but, uh, Bandito has tested positive for COVID. Damn it. So he will be out of, he will be out of final battle. So that sucks. Um, but otherwise, other than that, I think it should be still be a great show. Ring of honor is such a stacked, uh, roster of just so many intelligent. It just absolutely. I'll say it this way. If you watch talented people, yeah. if you watch in or if you watch ring of honor right now, you'll find your new favorite wrestler. Yeah. Like that's that's a good way to describe their roster right now, which is super unfortunate. Very likely, very likely. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, if you do check that out, let us know what what you liked about it. Uh, your favorite match, who stood out to you, who who do you want to see go where? So, um, but that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Thank you for all of your support. It means the world to us. Uh, you can follow the show at Nerdiest Part. You can follow me at the Five Star Man with the number five. Uh, these are all Twitter, of course. Well, Twitter and Twitch. Uh, and then you can follow Dalton on Twitter at PZ eighty five D Anthony. You can uh, check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Dalton Anthony. Get you some of that Dalton Anthony merch. Hell yeah. Uh, And then that is it for the plugs. We've got, yeah, Ring of Honor. Oh, the the stars thing. Um, 
the uh, you know rate us on especially on itunes because that's the big one that's where it looks like a lot of our listens are coming through so if you take the time and and give us that five star rating it, it does help with the algorithm with this with it recommending us to other people so uh but that's going to do it for us have a great week be safe tonight's the game awards so i'm rambling i'm wanting to go watch that real bad but this show's going up uh we will talk to you later and again you all mean the world to us